Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. It's just six weeks until the midterm elections. Here's Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell commenting on the chances of the GOP taking back the Senate. In every election, every year, this year, past years, it's great to have terrific candidates. We're in a bunch of close races. I think we have a 50-50 shot of getting the Senate back. It's going to be really, really close either way, in my view. This comes after he drew criticism last month from those in his own caucus. McConnell downplayed his party's chances in the midterm elections, saying it would be more likely for Republicans to gain control of the House rather than the Senate. McConnell has previously criticized the quality of Republican candidates in key Senate races like Arizona and Ohio. Meanwhile, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin says he has not yet decided whether he will run again in 2024. Manchin doesn't always vote with the Democrats, so his support has been critical for them to pass legislation since 2020. He says he wants to see how the 2022 elections turn out before he decides about running again. And over on the House side, GOP leadership spoke about their commitment to America plan on the Capitol building steps earlier today. Kentucky Congressman James Comer would likely be the chairman of the Oversight Committee. We had a chance to speak to him about what his priorities would be. Congressman James Comer, thank you for taking some time. Yeah, my pleasure. Congressman, if uh, the House GOP takes the uh, majority as uh, chairman of the Oversight Committee, what would be top on your agenda? Well, we're going to focus on investigations. We're going to be the lead investigative body, and we're also going to focus on waste, fraud, and abuse in the government. But uh, from a media standpoint, I think uh, investigations will, will be very high profile. Uh, we have a lot of concerns about Biden family influence peddling all across the world. So we've requested a lot of information. We've been probed for months now and I believe we're ready to go with what I feel like will be a very informative high-profile committee hearing on Biden family influence peddling. Congressman, you've expressed concern over uh, the Communist Party, uh, the Chinese Communist Party. What would be your approach to dealing with them? Well, we feel that uh, the Chinese Communist Party has been uh, very cozy with the Biden family, with both Hunter and Jim. Uh, now the question is, is Joe involved in that? And that's one of the reasons we're investigating the Biden uh, influence peddling. But, you know, they're trying to take over uh, many parts of our economy. We've already seen a, a concern in, in both from both parties where they've taken over the semiconductor industry, which uh, you know, is everything from a technology standpoint. What we've learned with Hunter Biden is they were trying to get their foot in the door with the drillers for natural gas to try to start taking over the, the American energy industry. And this can't, can't stand. You know, there's outrage over China buying farmland in the Dakotas. The most outrageous thing that I've heard is what we've uncovered in the last two weeks. The Biden family was working to help negotiate a deal for, for China to buy an interest in our drillers to control the drilling. So, you know, the, these are serious national concerns, and that's why we're going to be investigating that on day one in a Republican majority. Congressman, lastly, um, heading into the winter, you mentioned at the cost of energy. Uh, what can be done to lower the cost for Americans? Well, first of all, we've got to get the government off the backs of the American energy industry. Uh, we've got to make it easier to get permits. We've got to quit having so many barriers to production in the United States. When Trump was president, uh, he had a, a policy that uh, he let the American energy do what it 
does best, and that's uh, uh, produce energy and provide good-paying jobs. But when Biden came in on day one, he does things like cancel the Keystone Pipeline. He adds rules and regulations. He makes he bans drilling on federal lands. He does everything he can do to harm the American energy industry, and as a result, the American consumers are having to pay more at the gas pump every day. Congressman James Comer, thank you. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Georgia Congressman Buddy Carter has been vocal about the GOP's plans for the next Congress if his party does take the majority. We also had a chance to speak with him earlier today. Congressman Buddy Carter, thank you so much for taking some time. Sure, thank you. Congressman, the GOP's commitment to America, what are some of the key uh, pillars here that you'd like to express to the American people? Well, obviously, we, we want an America that's strong, with an economy that's strong. And obviously, inflation is out of control, gas prices, grocery prices. We've got to have a strong economy. We've got to unleash our energy potential. We want an America, a nation that's safe. We've got to back the blue. We've got to support our police. We want to make sure that we got a future that's based on freedom making sure that parents have a, a right and a say in their school and in their children's school. We want to make sure our Second Amendment rights are protected and we want to make sure that we have a government that is accountable, accountable to the people, not only just the government itself, but also to the taxpayers and, and making sure that we have taxpayers back, that, that we're not having corruption, that we're not having waste, fraud and abuse in, with taxpayers' money. And what do you think if uh, the GOP takes uh, Congress, uh, the majority, you guys will be able to do to get uh, the cost of energy down for the American people? Well, I think we'll unleash the energy potential that we have here in this country. And, you know, we had energy independence before this administration took over. It was only because this administration declared war on fossil fuels that we have the, the inflation that we're experiencing right now with energy prices. And let me tell you, we're going to have some serious problems, not only in this country, but especially in Europe during these winter months. They're going to have, people are going to die as a result of this. And the administration should be held accountable for that. Georgia Congressman Buddy Carter, thank you. Thank you. And speaking of military funding, another key issue is funding veterans in our country. Congressman Andy Biggs held an offsite hearing on Wednesday discussing failures within the Department of Veteran Affairs. He's introduced a bill that aims to improve health care for veterans. The congressman explains to us what it would do. The shortest version of it is um, we're, we're attaching money to the veterans. So, that, so if they want to stay in the Veterans Administration system, the VA gets paid, they get the health care through there. Otherwise, they can go to private sector, get the health care they want when they need it. It, it basically creates choice and competition in, in the health care for veterans. If you could tell us, how does uh, health care differ for active duty military versus veterans and why? Yeah, well, the, the, the active duty gets access to TRICARE, and what TRICARE is, it basically allows them to get into a PPO and, and get the health care that they want when they need it. And there's a lot of satisfaction with that. The veterans, uh, when they come out, they're put into this kind of uh, uh, single-payer system that, that we call the Veterans Administration. And the Veterans Administration controls their health care at that point. What are some of the biggest uh, concerns or complaints that you hear from your constituents who are veterans? We hear about wait times, uh, and, and the wait times are distorted because they're not necessarily calculated from when they first call for it. Um, they don't get the treatment they want when, uh, when they need it. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, if they have a mental health issue, it might, it might go on for, for months without the appropriate mental health care. 
diagnosis and prognosis. So we, we hear that constantly. You uh, raised an alarming statistic. Uh, I think you said 18, 22, 22 suicides per day. Um, what can be done to at least raise awareness or stop or reduce this number? Well, first of all, uh, we, I think this would help. We'd go a long way if we could make sure that they could get the mental health that they need. And so they knew that they weren't alone, that they could get through some of these issues. Uh, I think uh, getting some of these treatments, whether it's um, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, which is for severe mental, uh, brain trauma or brain injury or PTSD, it's been shown to help in, uh, you know, Israel does that and makes that. So, so you need better treatments. You need more accessibility to those treatments and you need to basically open that up so that if they need to go to private sector, they can get private sector help that they need. Carson Andy Bakes, thank you. Thank you, appreciate it. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.